Welcome uh, to the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast. I am MT Clark, and this is going to be uh, Lesson 5 of the Celebrate Freedom Discipleship course, um, which I entitled Ascension, and we'll, uh, we'll explain that as we go, and uh, we'll share our screen as well. So there we go, and um, as I said, uh, Celebrate Freedom of Discipleship Course Lesson 5 uh, for Ascension. Uh, the Celebrate Freedom Discipleship Course is something I created as part of my master's program in Christian counseling to assist Christians in, in recovery um, to fill in the gaps between the uh, 12 steps or the eight principles of Celebrate Recovery, depending on the program you used. Uh, to infuse more Christian discipleship principles into it uh, to, to help. Um, and we're, we're hopeful that this lesson will help you um, wherever you are. And so we continue or we begin um, with discipleship principle five. Uh, after we have won a victory in one area of our lives and a recovery, we, we will seek to take back more enemy territory as we surrender more to the Lord to be cleansed and hope to claim new freedom and healing by faith. Uh, Galatians 5, 1 and 5 say, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Part of our spiritual journey of recovery or discipleship includes monitoring ourselves and changing our behavior and thoughts as we see our old patterns threaten to reemerge through old triggers that still want to be uh, still want to get a response. Uh, whether these triggers are just the flesh or a temptation from the enemy, our tactic is to resist temptation by asking God for help, standing on the truth of His Word and remembering who we are in Christ, and by choosing to walk out the freedom that Christ has won for us by faith. And uh, we share Second Thessalonians 2.13 that says, But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved, by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. And so we believe that we're we're sanctified by faith, um, just as we are saved by faith, we're sanctified by faith, and that is through the power of the Holy Spirit and faith in the truth. And so we move along. Um, however, although we have gained a measure of victory over a stronghold of addiction or other hang-up or hurt that sent us to recovery, we begin to realize that the primary stronghold uh, we have overcome may only have been a symptom of a larger problem, or just a part of a whole host of problems. So since we have victory over one stronghold that was a major problem in our lives, we should what should we do with the other issues that remain? 
And, um, you know, we share the anger iceberg here to to show that, you know, this guy's got an anger problem that's above the surface. That's what we can see. But there's underlying issues like sadness or stress or the feeling of being helpless or uh, having disappointment or overwhelm or frustration, re regret, guilt, grief, etc., um, as part of the underlying issue of why I'm so angry. Um, and that can go for addictive uh, behaviors as well. Um, why do I drink? Why do I use drugs? Why do I um, use sex to, to relieve stress? Um, all those addictions, you know, um, they, they're the outlying problem. But once we have control over those, we might realize that there's other things driving them. And so when we when we realize that uh, we should, what should we do? Well, we should we should go to the next slide. Um, you know, twelve step programs recognize this issue and encourage you know that that, that there's other problems, uh, and encourage their participants to continually use their framework to progressively break these additional strongholds. Um, I don't know if they do a very good job of it, but that's that's what they do. They tell you to keep working the steps. For the Christian, the decision to progressively seek more freedom can transform one's life, but our efforts have to be empowered by our faith and the two things that only the Christian has, the Holy Spirit and the mind of Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2, 12, 14, and 16 uh, tell us, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So, and knowing and understanding can be an experiential thing, and uh, that's how faith works. We believe, and we sort of receive when we when we believe it. We doubt, um, you know, that our faith doesn't have any power. That Jesus would say, "Ye have a little faith," instead of "Ye great faith." People who had who had great faith in the Bible, who ran into Jesus, received great things, and we believe that we overcome through our faith uh, today as well. And working the steps and walking in the Spirit. This lesson is an expansion on the concept that we are to keep working the steps, but it focuses on our faith and how we can grow through the renewing of our mind with the Word of God. And how the Lord blesses our decision to trust and follow him when we walk in the Spirit. Scripture states uh, in Romans 12, 1, 2, uh, that we are to surrender our bodies and minds to the Lord as we do. Uh, and, and as we do, we will progressively know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. You know, uh, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'll read it. Uh, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing uh, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. When we know the word of God, we know God's will, and um, we can walk in it. Um, 
And, and so we ask the question, so what truths can our mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit help us to understand or know experientially to be transformed into victors rather than victims, to be the people God created us to be? Well, the first, one of the truths is what I call the ascension, the, the upward call that's based on Philippians 3, 13, and 14, where Paul says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, the, the key to a spiritual solution to any problem is that we must have faith in the process and in the power authority, and willingness of God to change us. If God decrees it, we must believe, we must believe and obey his commands. If we, if he said it is finished, we must believe that it has been done. He gave us victory in one area. We must, we must now have faith to maintain that victory and use his help to win more and become the people he made us to be. And Christian recovery. Are we changed or are we cured? Uh, in in Romans uh, Romans 6, 6 11, uh, it says in the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. As Christians, our solution goes beyond the flesh and mind. Our solution is empowered by the Holy Spirit and results in eternal life. Christ is the healer. We have the ultimate victory in Christ, and we can have progressive victory over sin and negative mind states in our lives. Christians have been given new life, so we need to choose to believe it, pursue it, and live it out. Christian disciples are not in recovery. They, they died. Uh, through their death and resurrection with Christ, they are cured, but they need to have more faith in God than in their addiction or their old narratives of dysfunction. They have been given the power to overcome by faith. They need to choose to believe the truth about their freedom and live it. And this is something the Bible calls sanctification, and it's by faith. Um, and, and Acts 15, 8 and 9 tells us, God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts. By what? By faith. So, yeah, that's about the Gentile believers coming into the church and um, receiving the Holy Spirit, just like the, uh, the Jews who believed in Jesus received the Holy Spirit. And they were changed um, by faith. Um, Christians need to stand in what we believe. God leads us uh, not into temptation. The enemy does. We fight temptation with our faith that says our old stronghold no longer has a hold on us. We fight depression, anger, anxiety, and low self-esteem with the truth of our identity in Christ. Our battles are won in the mind of Christ and through the Spirit. It is faith in Christ's finished work and our acceptance of our new identity rather than effort that brings victory. And uh, we present, um, you know, three steps to freedom over sin. Um, and step one is to look honestly at our sin. As for our freedom over sin, we prove this easily by saying no just one time to sin. 
I said, no to sin. Wow, I, I, I actually was able to do that. Um, I have freedom over sin. I said, no. Um, we have all done this, but the most effective means to our continual victory over sin is through knowing the truth about sin, knowing who we are in Christ, and having love for God. So we need to change how we think about our sin to make sinning unnatural and undesirable to us, and thus easier to say no to. But we must also accept the identity of one who has been set free and who is in love with God, who set him free. You know, so first, we need to honestly look at our sins by looking at the negative consequences and the emotions that result from falling back into them. Uh, one strategy that I heard that someone at AA used was to ask the question, what then, whenever he, he was tempted to drink? He would imagine all the bad consequences that taking a drink could result in and would see logically that drinking was not uh, what he wanted to do. He saw the truth that getting drunk was not a good thing, and he could choose to say no to drinking. But for the Christian, we have more. Step two, uh, we should think about who I am in Christ. Next, we need to think about who we are in Christ and what it means in terms of giving in to temptation. If we uh, face temptation as a follower of Jesus, our first response should be to declare, I'm a Christian. I don't do that uh, or think that way anymore. That's not who I am anymore. I've been set free by Jesus. As a Christian, I do what God's word says is right. I follow Jesus with the way I live. As Galatians 2.20 says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that's a key to overcoming sin. You know, it's we, we all know the negative consequences of sin, but usually that's not enough uh, to stop us. Uh, the, second, the second step is, is to, you know, is to make it a, a matter of identity. That stuff over there, that's not who I am. I'm different. I've been changed. I'm a new life in Christ, so I don't do it. It's not who I am anymore. And there's a third step that helps you um, to think of our love for God. Finally, we need to think about our relationship with God. We must continually talk to and thank God for saving us and changing us. We need to thank Christ for dying for us. We need to pray for to God for strength and not give in. We must think of sin as a betrayal uh, of the one who gave us everything and refused to do it. We need to place our relationship with God above any sin and value him more than our old selfish desires. We need to love God so much that the thought of falling into sin is unthinkable. And, um, you know, not for nothing, when you sin, it sort of disrupts your harmony and your relationship with the Lord. You know, you 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 disobeyed, you, you feel guilty, you're, you're, and, and although you can get forgiveness by confessing your sin to the Lord, um, you know, our harmony is, is, is continuous when we don't sin. So, you know, um, the way I, the way I look at this, this step is that, you know, I don't want anything to get between me and the Lord. And so uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to disrupt the harmony that I have uh, through Christ. So we move along. Um, winning, and this is winning over sin, 
we win over sin by faith with the use of truth, just like the verse earlier said. Um, the, the, the three steps to freedom over sin is not just positive thinking. This three-step process is speaking the truth. It exposes the truth of sin, the truth of who we are in Christ, and the truth of our love for God. This is the application of the truth against our hurts, habits, and hang-ups to set us free indeed. This is the truth that leads us out of the darkness never to return. And uh, more spiritual warfare. Uh, a war, it's a world war campaign. And our daily inventory, rather than maintaining our hold over ground, we have conquered. It is time to take new ground and to let the Lord heal the underlying issues that led to our habits and hangups. All those things under the anger iceberg. Uh, the more we come to live our identity in Christ, the more negative mind states will fall away. Fear is conquered with the knowledge of our victory over death and our security with God. Anger is wiped away by the re revelation of the spiritual state of the world and our call to pass on the forgiveness that we have received. Depression is erased by God's presence, promises, and love. Uh, our self-worth is determined by the one who gave us the priceless gifts of sonship, forgiveness, and freedom. We are not worthy because of our performance. We're worthy because God deemed us worthy and worthy of our uh, salvation, worthy of entrance into the kingdom of God. And if we're worthy to God, that's really all that matters. Um, we have worth um, because of who we are in Christ. Um, and uh, finally, God's good work in us changes our behavior, but also brings the growth of all the fruit of the Spirit. So it's not just an outward expression of obedience that I'm doing what's right, but I sort of hate it. Uh, and the love, the love of God draws us uh, to, to, to obedience, and it produces the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, goodness, peace, kindness, um, faithfulness, gentleness, uh, patience, and self-control. So as we go, God changes our hearts as well as our minds and, uh, and our outward behavior. And so we, we make it a world war campaign. We take on everything. Um, and uh, we're confident that we'll succeed because Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God's going to God's gonna do a good work in you. And it will be completed. And just to reiterate our our. our, our Verses Philippians 3, 13 and 14, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. You know, the Christian life should never be boring. There is self, uh, there is a self-improvement project every day. And the best way to improve is to let go of the troubled self we so desperately wish to improve and embrace the new life that is defined by our identity in Christ. You know, instead of having to turn over a new leaf, let's let's agree with who we are in Christ. That's already been done. It's already been won. Ascension is merely a commitment to the upward call of Christ and the plan of Christ for progressive sanctification. 
Um, we, we keep seeking the Lord. We see, keep seeking to be conformed to the image of Christ. The process is happening. So let's agree with it and work with it rather than deny it and resist it. Our relationship with God is cooperative. We trust and obey, and he leads us in the way we should go. This is our relationship with God, surrendering ourselves to him and inviting God to renew more and more of us continually. It's a continuous walk, and we don't have to do it alone. First uh, John 3, 6 through 9 says, Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. But he who sins is of the devil. The devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. Our walk with God is not for an hour at a church service. Our work, our walk with, is to be continuous. If we want a life with his blessing of a peace that goes beyond understanding, we must continually seek him, abide with him, and obey him. We do these things not out of duty or obligation or for reward. We do these out of love for the one who first loved us. And, um, you know, those verses in First John show, you know, if we're claiming to be a sinner saved by grace, we're sort of, you know, looking looking at what happened rather than who we are. Uh, we were a sinner uh, saved by grace, um, and now we're a saint, and we're supposed to walk by faith in the power of the Holy Spirit and not sin, as these, as these scriptures point out. You know, he who is who he who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous, as Jesus is righteous. And but those who practice sin are of the devil, for the devil is sin from the beginning. So, you know, Christ came to destroy the works of the devil, which is sin. So we are to, you know, continuously abide in Christ and walk towards Christ and not just fall back into sin continually over and over again in some vicious confess sin cycle. Uh, we're supposed to break the cycle through faith and, um, you know, trusting the Lord. And we, we, we make that part of our purpose, but there's more to that, more to this ascension concept that I'm trying to sell. Um, it's, it's our purpose. Uh, it's more than just giving up sin. Uh, Exodus 31, three says of someone filled with the Holy Spirit, Bezalel in the Old Testament. And I have filled him with the spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all manner of workmanship. Forsaking sins and breaking strongholds are only one aspect of ascension. We are also called to grow. Learning new things and developing new skills is another form of your personal ascension process. Ephesians 4, 7, 8 tells us that we receive gifts from God for, for our purpose. In verse 7 it says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, ascended, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. God has called us to a purpose. He supplies gifts for his purposes, but the cooperative nature of our relationship with God 
requires action and development on our part. You know, he gifts us, but we still have to go and uh, go where he sends us. And that's a, a picture of a stairway to heaven. There are several online. I don't know. I chose that one. Anyway, uh, and then we move on to the, uh, the spirit of ascension is to go forth in faith. You know, learning new things does not necessarily mean just hobbies. As we seek to put away childish things, we are to seek the Lord's will for our lives and stretch to the, the potential he knows we can fulfill. Your plan could mean possibly going back to school, learning a new language, going for promotion by pursuing specialized training or starting a new career. Uh, study of the word and prayer are some of the best personal development tools we can use for growth. All of these are things we can work on that may contribute to our purpose and development. These are all in the spirit of ascension, exploring life, ourselves, and service to the kingdom to grow closer to God and our purpose. The plan does not have to be known. We go forward in faith. And as we wrap up, Christians have been saved by faith in Jesus, and given freedom over sin and death. Christ calls us to follow him. He called us to life. He calls us out of the darkness. As we follow him, we can experience the freedom over sin that he has won for us through our faith and our life's expression of that faith, obedience. When we win a victory over a stronghold, we should rejoice, but continue the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We can use the 12-step framework to bring another hurt, habit, or hang-up to the Lord and have progressive victory and freedom in life. Uh, we should also ascend further in our growth as, as Christians by seeking to, to develop ourselves for the purpose that God has for our lives. We also seek to adopt our identity in Christ and to grow in our relationship with God so our subsequent sanctification projects are acquired through faith and not by the sweat of our brow. We seek to renew our minds so that sin is defeated with the three-pronged attack of the truth about sin, who we are in Christ, and who God is. So let's go up, but don't rush, because God's accomplished. Uh, what God has accomplished in a moment may take us some time to grasp and to walk in. We may not do it perfectly, but we will go forward at our pace, one day at a time, and one victory at a time, growing increasingly closer to God and his purposes for our lives. That is the end of the PowerPoint, and I'll end the sharing of my screen. And uh, I developed Ascension sim simply because um, it was um, it's a concept that's not usually brought into, um, you know, uh, into faith circles, um, you know, Christ ascended to heaven. He's seated in the heavenly realms. And our faith relationship, we're right there with God, seated in the heavenlies. Um, and so uh, the upward call, you know, pressing in, going towards that goal. And, you know, we're, for Paul, was sharing the gospel. Um, for us, it might be cleaning up our act or, or finding our purpose, um, uh, conquering addictions, taking care of mental, uh, negative mental mind states. Um, you know, my recovery journey uh, was not was more than just drugs and alcohol. You know, um, there was depression and anxiety and fear and uh, sexual addiction and food addiction. And 
I developed, um, you know, I, I realized after I was, after I had a measure of victory over alcohol, that there's other battles to fight and, um, you know, learning about Christian, Christian counseling, um, uh, really showed me how to deal with depression and, uh, self-worth issues and feelings of rejection and grief, um, through the lens of our faith. And and then eventually uh, I was moved by reading Acts 15, which we shared a little from uh, today, to uh, take on sexual immorality. Really, it was one of the few commandments that was given to the Gentiles in Acts 15. Uh, they didn't have to follow all the Old Testament ordinances, but uh, one of those one of the things they were commanded was to they give up sexual immorality. Um, so uh, we went into recovery for that. Uh, and in a sense, by following the Holy Spirit into sexual purity, and and this this current season in 2023, I'm leading the uh, Celebrate Freedom Recovery Discipleship uh, Growth Group at Starpoint Church, and as a leader, uh, I decided to lead by example. And since August of 2023, I took on uh, food addiction, and um, I'm currently in the best physical shape of my life because I did made myself accountable to someone and, um, you know, was convicted by the word of God in terms of all those gluttony verses and, uh, you know, and, and just the idea that I, I should be a good steward to my body. And uh, Romans 12, 1 tells us to surrender our bodies. So it's not just our minds. It's also our bodies that we're supposed to uh, give to the Lord for his service. Uh, instead of being slaves to unrighteousness, we become slaves to righteousness and uh, to doing things right according to God's word. So with the spirit of, you know, the spirit of ascension isn't really a, a daunting thing. Like, oh, no, I got so much to work on. It's a it's supposed to be a positive encouragement um, to 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 show you and to encourage you that these things are possible. And uh, it's not all just hard work. Um, the Holy Spirit and God, Jesus are on our side, and they're they're encouraging us to uh, to see what we can ascend to. And one day, of course, we'll 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 send to their their kingdom either when Christ returns or when we go into eternity. And so, we should go and uh, you know try to try for that upward call all the way until we receive it into into God's kingdom for good. So. Um, that's it for lesson five of uh, the Celebrate Freedom uh, Discipleship course. I appreciate anyone who's uh, watching it or listening to it on the podcast. Um, and uh, I pray for you to, uh, to, to keep walking and talking with God and to see, um, you know, see just what it is uh, God has for you to do uh, in his kingdom as you um, try to become the person he created you to be. Uh, we, we appreciate everyone tuning in. We thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus. In uh, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Goodbye.